Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So, the Warriors, they dropped the second night of their back-to-back uh, second game on the road in a row. They're still winless on the road, 0-3. They lost to the Pistons in Detroit, 128-114. And to my surprise, honestly, Steve Kerr played most of his starters except for Clay. Clay still apparently isn't cleared to play back-to-backs at all. So you had Poole in the lineup with Steph, Wiggins, Draymond, and Kevon Looney. And yeah, this game was just a a big whiff, to be honest. The, the Warriors, they looked just gassed. They looked like a team that had played less than 24 hours prior and the Pistons who were previously one in five. And I believe they'd lost like four in a row up until this point. They looked like they really, really were up for the challenge of playing against the, the NBA champs. And for what it's worth, you know, the Pistons, they've really, really drafted well last couple of years with, you know, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Cade Cunningham, uh, Jalen Duran, uh, Jaden Ivey, and they got young legs and they're talented. The Warriors just didn't have enough. Steph, he wasn't shooting too well. He made some shots towards the end in the second half. Uh, he was 10 for 24 in 35 minutes, 4 for 14, 8 for 9, 32 points. If I'm the Pistons, I'm just going to keep coming at this Warriors team because at least in their starting lineup, they have some older legs. Andrew Wiggins, he had his first rough game of the season. A lot of his layups were off. You know, a lot of his touch was off. He was only four for 15, one for three from three, uh, one for one from the line, minus 25, which is by far the worst of the night, only 10 points. So, you know, if he didn't have it and then Curry didn't have it, Jordan Poole, he was pretty impressive in the third quarter. I guess that's another bright spot. He had a good game against Charlotte. And in this one too, he hit like, what, 12 points in a row. I think the first was like a three and then it was an and one and then he hit a couple more threes. So it was giving the Warriors some life. But again, they just they just couldn't pull it off. The Warriors bench... Again, not looking very uh, crisp, I'll say, to be to be generous. We all know, right, that benches traditionally across the league, they you know play worse on the road. It's just the way it always is. Uh, Wiseman, you know, he has history with Isaiah Stewart. They came up, they played a little bit against each other growing up in high school and whatnot, and. Isaiah Stewart, I talk to my buddy Aram about this all the time. He is the kind of guy that I always have wanted for the Warriors, just that strong, brutish, uh, big dude who's just really, really tough. And I had no idea that Isaiah Stewart could shoot threes. Isaiah Stewart played 33 minutes, 6 for 10, 10 for 11 from the line, 13 boards, 2 for 5 from 3. I mean, that dude had a green light, 24 points. So... 
you know, he definitely gave James Wiseman problems still. That's the exact kind of guy that Wiseman has issues with. We saw it uh, against uh, the Hornets. Richards, big dude, just kind of bodied him. And, you know, same thing with with Stewart. It looked like when Wiseman would try to fight back, kind of flail a little bit, you know, for as strong as Wiseman is. Like he's still relatively slender when you compare him to dudes who are, you know, roughly his height. So there's definitely work to be done in that respect. Wiseman fared a little bit better against the backup Duran, the rookie, uh, because, you know, he's skinnier, right? He's just like a skinny athletic center. So Wiseman didn't get knocked around too much by him. But Wiseman's night, 13 minutes, two for four, four boards, six points, two fouls. So, you know, uh, he did get minutes in the second half, but you know, there, it was mixed with like <laughs> some good plays, some mistakes, you know, smoked a layup. I mean, uh, all the lottery picks smoked easy layups. Like Kaminga in the second half, he got some minutes. And on an inbounds, a really nice inbounds play from uh, from Kerr, Kaminga got the pass right underneath the basket and fumbled it out of bounds. And then when the game was pretty much out of reach in the fourth, there was maybe a s- slim sliver of hope that the Warriors could come back. Uh, Moody drove on the baseline and uh, just whiffed on a, on a layup as well. But it wasn't just them. Overall, I mean, the Warriors have given up a ton of points lately, right? Like, it feels like everybody scores at least 120 on them. Outside of the Lakers game, it's the Nuggets scored 128. The Kings scored 125. The Suns scored 134. The Hornets, 120. The Pistons, 128. So it's the defense, right? It's the defense. And in the Hornets game, the Hornets almost doubled the number of free throws that the Warriors had. The Hornets had 31 free throws and the Warriors had 16. In this game against the Pistons, the Warriors shot more free throws, 25. They were 24 for 25, but the Pistons shot 34 for 38. Now, we all know, right, like when you foul a lot, I mean, the Charlotte game had some questionable calls, but like in general, in general, when you foul this much, I mean, that's just, you know, consistently bad defense right? Because that means you're reaching, you're not moving your feet, you're rotating and having to foul people uh, to avoid easy baskets. So there's definitely something missing there. And my buddy Aram and also uh, a YouTube uh, watcher, commenter uh, goes by the name So Bays. They both pointed out to me that maybe it's Mike Brown being gone, right? The defensive coordinator for the last six, seven years or whatever. And that could be part of it. You know, that definitely could be part of it, coming up with schemes, coaching people up, especially coaching up the young guys and whatnot. So they're going to have to figure out how to really, really like lock things up. The Warriors definitely were hurt by not having Clay Thompson just because having that other shooting threat when it felt like Steph's legs were going or Poole kind of cooled off after his third quarter hot streak, it would have been nice to just have another dependable scorer. Because when you looked around there, it wasn't going to be Ty Jerome. It wasn't going to be Kaminga. It wasn't going to be Lamb. It wasn't going to be Wiseman. It wasn't going to be Jermichael Green, you know? So they just seemed like they didn't have enough scoring as the game was winding down and their tried and true guys were just, you know, gassed. 
and Kate Cunningham was hitting everything. Sadiq Bay was hitting everything. That dude was four for nine from three. Uh, Jaden Ivey turned it on in the second half and in crunch time, five for 11. So it felt like all those dudes for the Pistons were hitting shots and the Warriors were just struggling to, to get anything to go down. It's frustrating. And yes, obviously, like I talk about how it's a long season and all of it is always health, getting everybody coached up, the young guys, the new guys, whatever for the playoffs and getting playable and getting into a rhythm. And then uh, the standings, the seedings and all that stuff. And yes, this is uh, one of those games. You know, it sucks. It sucks to lose games like this and just honestly to put out such a poor effort. You know, there was a halftime show, right? Like on League Pass, you can watch, you get like the feed from the local stadium, right? So like I'm sitting there watching the halftime show and it's a dude and this really little dog doing like dog tricks and whatnot. And I tweeted out that like, Oh, the Warriors are down by eight at halftime. And, and this is the most uh, exciting highlight or something of the game so far, a dog standing on his owner's like back while he does some weird like uh, tricks. And it just, it just felt like that. It wasn't a very entertaining, exciting game except for pool's outburst. So, you know, that effort, that attention to detail. And I applaud the fact that the starters wanted to play. It's early in the season. I thought that they wouldn't. I thought they would just stick with whatever uh, plan they originally had. But clearly they wanted to, like, you know, keep going and and not to win. And these were two obviously winnable games. Charlotte Hornets, who were missing LaMelo Ball, and – the Detroit Pistons, who just aren't very good and they're and they're very young, uh, the Warriors made moves to dig into the Pistons' leads, but every time the Pistons kind of pushed them off, it felt like they never got it less than what maybe five. It felt that way against the Hornets too, like just not getting over the hump. Eventually, against the Hornets, the Warriors did get over the hump, but then they coughed it up, up four with one minute left. It's it's uh, tough. I, I'm not gonna just sit here and be like, "Hey, it's fine," and it's it's awesome. And you know, like this was a great game to to watch. Obviously, I still believe in this team and what it can be and where it can go. But you know, instant reaction right after this, it's like, ugh, you know, <laughs> that was just a, a a gross one. And I've said this, you know, since Dante Divincenzo's been out. I mean, they miss him. They miss him. That dude is good defensively. He's a vet. He's a winner. And, you know, he can shoot. He can play both guard spots. He pairs well with someone like Jordan Poole because of the way they can just, you know, swap spots. And as we've heard and as we've talked about, he has some chemistry with Wiseman from over the summer before the uh, before training camp. So, you know, they miss that. But again, it's it's no excuse. The Warriors, they tried to flip the switch against the Hornets. It worked, and then it didn't work. They tried to kind of flip the switch against the Pistons a couple times, and that, you know, it just didn't didn't happen. So, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. 
Obviously, I ride or die with your Golden State Warriors. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I will say, though, that, you know, Ty Jerome has played decently well. You know, he goes in there and plays his role, doesn't make a bunch of mistakes, and seems to make the right play, you know, for the most part. And he can hit a shot. He can hit a jumper. He can hit a three. Uh, he can drive and hit it off glass, hit floaters. So that's a positive. And, um, you know, he's taking advantage of his opportunity a little bit. But, yeah, uh, really miss not having Dante DiVincenzo in there, even though, you know, he's new to the team. You want him to get more reps with the squad, and he's just a better overall player than uh, uh, anybody else they have tried to fill him in with it at this point. But Jonathan Kaminga, like I said, got a little bit more run and he was okay. You know, he had a couple of free throws and I was like, cool, maybe this will give him a little bit more rhythm, a little bit more confidence. But, you know, uh, he wasn't a huge negative. He was minus two on the night, 19 minutes, four points, uh, one for three from the floor, three assists, two boards. But, you know, like, right now he doesn't feel like somebody who's going to make a difference when he gets on the court. You're just hoping that he doesn't, you know, turn the ball over and commit too many fouls right now because of his rhythm and his confidence kind of being off. Whereas tail end of last season, you bring Kaminga in, you feel like he's going to give you this jolt of energy right now. He comes in and you're just keeping your fingers crossed that, you know, he, he doesn't get you into a bigger deficit while he's on the court. Draymond, 26 minutes only, uh, two for five, hit one three-pointer and one for two, eight boards, seven assists, seven points. It's fine, you know, it's fine. But again, overall effort, I mean, it's not even worth getting too deep into all these individual uh, performances because just bottom line, the, uh, the defense just is not there. That's what over the years they've always relied on, and I have no doubt that they'll kind of get there. But these games are... It's 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 rough viewing when it's just like oh they're just getting to the bucket or getting to the free throw line nonstop. You know all the confidence that I have had in the Warriors second unit. It's still there. Obviously preseason is different, and that Lakers game was very specific on opening night because the Lakers are terrible, <laughs> and their second unit is is really really terrible. And it's going to be rough going. There's a lot of, you know, hand wringing. And you know, I, I see uh, on Twitter and places and comments and articles like calling for Kaminga to be traded or Wiseman to be traded. And obviously, like, I, I think that's that's ridiculous. You only trade Kaminga if you really think that the future at the power forward right now for the Warriors is Jamichael Green in like three years. 32-year-old Jamichael Green. And then Wiseman, you know, he ain't perfect. He ain't perfect. And he's still getting used to playing with the starters a little bit more. And yeah, he needs to work on some things. (laughs) But yeah, it's seven games in. The Warriors are three and four. I've said, let's see how everything's going 20 games in. Again, not because like that's definitive, but that's a quarter way through the season and gives a chance for guys like Draymond, who's Looks like he's getting, you know, into rhythm a little bit faster than I thought. And then Clay, how they start looking. So 
you know, this one, you just toss it, you flush it, you know, not saying you excuse it, but just, it was gross. You know, it was gross except for, uh, Jordan Poole's, uh, display. Uh, so, you know, move on. And then now the Warriors, they get the Miami heat on Tuesday, November 1st in Miami. Of course, the Warriors beat the heat on Friday at home. So, We'll see. Is that a game where it's like, well, the way they've been playing, that's definitely an L. You never know. You know, like they can come out and figure some stuff out. Maybe the starters, they they come out a little bit more energetic with a day off. Uh, or maybe they just get a team that isn't, you know, this young team that is up for the world champs. Maybe they're getting, again, like a veteran team that kind of plays to their tempo plays to their pace and whatever like obviously the the pistons and the hornets were juiced to to see the warriors on their home courts anyway moving on that is another episode of the oakland warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast feel free to hit me up on twitter at patrick e pino or at oakland warriors check out our youtube channel where you can watch this episode youtube.com slash oakland warriors check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen the oakland warriors podcast is produced by national film society and is a part of the basketball podcast network and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five-star rating on spotify and apple podcasts and if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on apple podcasts that would be hugely hugely appreciated and it would be very very helpful thanks that's it Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.